This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Serious snow in Southern California. We knew it was happening, but when it becomes a reality, well, that's something completely different. Hey, people with the electric vehicles are letting the rest of us know, yeah, it can be tough to do the charging thing. So would you go EV or not? Hey, everybody. Kate Delaney. It was a great weekend for me. I hope you had an excellent weekend as well. So as we dive into it, we're going to traverse in a couple of different areas, including your thoughts when we go to the mailbag and something new, UBIs. And I'll explain what UBIs are as we close out the hour with those. But first, let's talk about the snow and California. It was an epic storm, certainly, across the Midwest and so many other areas. But Southern California got hit. So the last few days of a massive snowstorm moved through the area. And on Sunday, there were people that were playing in the snow in Rancho Cucamongo. I've been through there, and it's definitely not a place that I would ever think I would see snow So in Santa Monica, in the San Gabriel Mountains, peak after peak was hit with the white stuff. And uh, people across the Southland, as they call it, woke up to an icy sort of wonderland kind of feeling on Sunday morning after this winter storm broke all kinds of records and scattered the powder at elevations as low as a thousand feet, which is really unusual for what is a sun drenched area. So mountain communities got some intense snowfall. Any place that was higher, they saw uh, plenty of snow and places again that you would usually not see it. Angelinos don't see that kind of stuff. They saw it for the first time in many cases in a very, 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 very long, 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 long time. And I think it's interesting, right? It's interesting because the forecast was, yeah, you're probably going to see some of that. Um, But then, like I said, when you wake up and you're not expecting it, many areas that I definitely spent some time in, I would have never, ever, ever thought that you would see snow it uh, They definitely got more than their share, more than a dusting, enough that you could have some snowball fights and maybe do, well, definitely do some snow angels, but maybe even make a snowman. So if you can do a snowman, then it is significant enough. All right, I think this is significant because of what happened to our world being turned upside down with COVID. Now there's information that the Wuhan Lab leak most likely was the COVID origin. Remember, there were a lot of arguments about was it from the lab? Was it from one of the wet markets? So the energy department is saying that their new intelligence shows that that the pandemic was most likely, that's where they're pinpointing it, caused by a Wuhan China lab leak, which is something that so many of us thought. But once it was even considered just a conspiracy theory, 
among a lot of different public health officials. But uh, say what you want, but the Energy Department, they were undecided on on the origins of COVID-19. But now a classified intelligence report that was given to the White House and congressional leaders highlighted an update to a 2021 report to the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, and it came out in the Wall Street Journal on Sunday. So how about that? I mean, people setting aside their preconceptions their their notions about it and looking at where that came from where did it come from uh, the FBI was the first federal agency to determine with what they said moderate confidence the most likely origin of covid-19 was through a leak at the Wuhan Institute of Virology there were six other agencies including a national intelligence panel still reluctant to back the lab leak origin four believe it was natural in origin and two others were undecided in this report but the one conclusion among eight agencies is that covid19 is not a biological weapons program so the energy department has the jurisdiction over the network of u.s labs and they did some advanced biological research making this new intelligence which i think is significant that hey let's just nail this a significant revelation you know is it a hedge it's pretty good that the conclusion is again the fbi and the energy department their conclusion is this is that it is from the lab it is from a lab in wuhan so you think of how upside down the world was turned and that is not a conspiracy theory that is after digging 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 and feeling that, okay, with with enough confidence, we're going to say that this is what we believe. This is what we believe the origin of, of COVID-19 is. This, is. this is where it came from, right? All right, on another front in Ukraine, you've got civilians who are hanging on in some areas by a thread, You have Republican lawmakers who are all over the president for not sending F-16s to the Ukraine. You have the CIA director saying Putin is too confident he can grind down Ukraine. And you have the same, after a year, the same story of there doesn't seem to be any kind of end in sight. So here's what's happening now at this point. On the front line between Ukrainian and Russian forces, they stretch over basically miles and miles and miles from the Black Sea into the south to Ukraine's northeastern border with Russia. Well, that's one of the deadliest hotspots. And some of those other cities and towns in the east, it's, they're just being ground down with this attritional warfare And they also are symbols of Ukrainian resistance. Like, we're not giving up till the bitter end. We're not doing it. If we have ruins around us, we're going to defend the ruins. So Ukrainian forces are slowly costing the Russians their offensive efforts because they're not giving up. 
And this was the focus of Putin's, the revised target, after the forces were beaten back from the capital of Kiev and northern Ukraine in the early stages about a year ago. So while there are many sacrifices with Ukrainian soldiers and, and, and others, because they're wearing down too as well with equipment and troops and, and whatnot, still they refuse to, to not have it as a stronghold. They, they refuse, even if they're getting pulverized in the Donbass area, that we're going to keep hanging on, hanging on, hanging on by a thread if that's what we have to do. And in some cases, that's exactly what the people are doing when they're caught in the middle of all of this. All right, coming up, the odds and ends and leftovers from the weekend. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? 
I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. and mine, a lot of it has to do with EVs, electric cars, right? So batteries, charging, what, what is that like when you've got uh, an all-electric sedan, let's say? And how quickly do you need to charge? I mean, this is the concern of people who are freaked out about EVs, is how, especially in cold weather, because that's where it really gets a lot tougher, right? And you hear stories of people getting uh, trapped somewhere where it's colder and they're not getting, they're getting stuck and they, they are, are, are not able to charge. And then what do they do? And then people calling electricians and, you know, here's the thing. Are we better off as far as charging versus 10 years ago? Of course, and that's the good news, right? If this is the direction that we're headed in. But how many miles do you cover in a day, right? And some some people will say, well, isn't it rare that you cover 250 miles in a day? But you think of how easily that that can turn, right? I mean, how many of us are driving around, and let's be honest, you're playing chicken with gas, right? You, your light comes on and you know, you still have miles and miles before you have to get into a gas station and put that Petro in, in your tank. But you can't be doing that kind of stuff with electricity, with a, with a car that you have to have charge. You know, people get the charger put in their garage and usually it's a two two forty volt level two charger but what's the problem is if there is a problem with that system that's plugged in, a lot of the times when you're going, because I've heard this from people I know that have them, a lot of the times when you, yeah, everything's fine in the beginning, fine, fine, fine. And then something happens and you try to go uh, and contact the dealership, like the, the Hyundai home system, they have one, right? And then you go to call the dealership and they don't know what to do because they're not as trained. They're not as up on it. Not everybody, certainly not every place, but a lot of times that happens. And then what about the parking spots at EV chargers? Sometimes the gas powered people are there or the charging cord is too short. Won't connect to the car. I've heard people complain about that too. And then the other the other thing that you have to deal with is the, um, again, knowing what you have, knowing how far you can go, not chancing it in between, especially having to find a public charger that's working correctly. So imagine you have a minivan, for example, and you're tooling along and you, you're in a cold weather place 
and S, you've got this electric SUV, and it can be a challenge, right? How much can you get on a full charge, right? And how much can you get a full charge in the heat? How much can you get in a full charge in the cold? Because those are the two extremes that are often the thing that people, you know, complain about. But it's interesting as we now know that this is the direction, right, that so many people are headed. I mean, look, Joe Biden, he prioritized emissions-free vehicles in the 2021 infrastructure law and and said, really vowed to increase the number of green cars and trucks on our highways and local roads. And the goals, I remember this, included installing half a million new charges across the U.S. and boosting EV sales by 2030. Well, they better get busy on that because I think we're I think we're behind as far as that's concerned. And yeah, it's 2023, but in a blink of an eye, we'll be we will be there. And then, how many people have the EVs where you can't get into a charging station? That's the other part. So people are starting to talk about some of the logistical problems they're having with charging whatever it is that they drive that's an electric vehicle what whatever it is right if it's not a tesla or if it is a tesla you know tesla has fast chargers and then they have slower chargers but they have a pretty big network and they've got an account um they're setting it up on uh, or they have it you know they have tesla's app which you have access to and then you can go and you can find them that way and most people that have evs that's of course the one of the way they're going to be able to find them is is through uh some kind of an app and being able to find where those stations are so that they don't get caught on a highway somewhere i mean is it dissuading people who want to get an ev maybe i think it is now will it be in the future if it's really going to be the the way the future is that has to be that has to be addressed as to where the chargers are, are there enough of them? And then, of course, you've got people that want to get an electric vehicle and they're in line and they're in line and they're in line and the waiting list is huge. So some people are dissuaded. Others are sitting around on a waiting list for a long time. This is what we're talking about in our neighborhoods. How many how many EVs are out there and what is the real story when you have one? I had a friend who met me at a radio station. I was doing a local show in Dallas just a couple years ago, and she came to meet me. She was going to be a guest on the show for one of the segments, and she has she had uh, an electric car and got off the air. Bye-bye. Thank you. Boom. Went to go back to, to drive back to her house, and got stuck. Had to call her husband. They had to find a charging place, and it took three hours. Three hours. She's basically on E of electricity of the EV. So if you're like me and you do get low sometimes with gas, you would not want to do that if you're in an electric car. Just something to think about and something that's been on my mind when I see how many chargers are out there, how long it takes to charge, what happens to some of the people that have the home systems set up and how um, how some are finding it much more difficult 
than they originally originally thought that uh, that it was going to be. All right, there's a lot of conversation about trains and derailments, and really so much of that stems from Ohio and the train derailment, that awful derailment there, and the EPA trying to find disposal sites uh, for what happened in Palestine, getting rid of the contaminated waste from the site of, of the toxic train derailment. I mean, the city wants the nightmare over. This has been three weeks and Norfolk Southern handles the the disposal of the contaminated materials. But that then switched hands. They were handling it. The EPA paused some of the shipments to make sure all the sites that got the waste were certified and that the travel routes were adhering to whatever the federal law was. And their reason for saying that, they said that on Sundays, that they owed it to the people of East Palestine and the people nearby to move waste out of the community as fast as possible, but to do it the right way. So the liquid waste is going to a site 130 miles west in a place called Vickery, where it will be disposed of in an underground injection well. And then northern southern moves solid waste 15 miles south of East Palestine to East Liverpool, Ohio. So if you're listening to all this, you got to think about it. How far away is far enough? And we're talking about 280 tons, 20 truckloads of solid waste has already been hauled away from the derailment site, right? 15 truckloads of contaminated soil already taken to a treatment and disposal facility in Michigan. And the other five truckloads were returned to East Palestine. And then there was a place in Texas that accepted some of the liquid waste and then, as of this weekend, 102,000 gallons of liquid waste and 4,500 cubic yards, think of that amount, of solid waste were being stored at the site in East Palestine, right? Not including the five truckloads that came back. So the cleanup process is creating more solid and liquid waste that's going to be hanging around until they can find these disposal sites. And of course they want it taken away. They don't want the worry. They don't want the smell. They don't want to deal with it. And that's what they're still finding that's circulating in the air. Can you imagine that? Right. They, they use these pumps to clean the waterways and they monitor the wells. That's how they do this. And then they look at the dirt and the liquid and, uh, This is like a nightmare of the worst kind that you can imagine. The unsafe levels of toxic chemicals in the area. And there's so many people that would love to just get out of there. But as they say, they can't. That's where they live. We're going to meet you where you live when we hit the mailbag. That's coming up next. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California.
California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory. I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. Donald Trump is racking up the delegates after a big win in South Carolina. He beats former Governor Nikki Haley in her home state, getting approximately 60% of the vote to Haley's 40%. I know 40% is not 50%, but I also know 40% is not some tiny group. The race called almost immediately after the polls closed at 7 p.m. Eastern. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. It was... An even bigger win than we anticipated. Trump securing all 29 winner-take-all delegates. Next up is Michigan's primary on Tuesday, and then the following week on March 5th is Super Tuesday. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Let's dig in the mailbag. All right, this time around in the mailbag, hey, 
we have two guys from the same area, New Orleans, Max and Mac, two different guys. <laughs> it's interesting. I wonder if they know each other. I'm Max. He's Mac. Anyway, just kidding. K to K Delaney radio.com. That's how you can reach me 24 seven as both of those gentlemen did. Let's go to Mac first. And Mac says, when the world is happening, when you have snow in California, my youngest daughter lives in, lives in Southern California. She sent some photos because, of course, they went to see the snow. It wasn't exactly in her neighborhood, but it wasn't too far away. And I have to say it was pretty interesting to see some of the snow that was there. There was definitely um, enough snow that happened Saturday and Sunday in places that, Kate, you would normally not see that at all. And she said that's all that was being talked about on the uh, the TV stations about this rare blizzard and the first since the late 80s. And uh, while the rest of the country was dealing with ice and lots and lots of snow, even if they're used to it, like our friends in Minnesota that you were talking to or the people in Michigan. Uh, It's just something you don't expect in Southern California. I have to say she enjoyed sending those photos and telling us all about what it was like to go and uh, see it and said that a lot of people were doing just that, going to places to get a, better view of some of the rare snowfall yeah i mean i would do that too right i don't blame her go up get some of your pals and go to some of the areas if you're just a little bit below it to go see it i mean just stunning i saw the in the san francisco bay area they had a bunch of shots on the other side of things up north of the snowfall there but in the mountain areas where they do get some snow is way more treacherous it's just in los angeles the forecast in L.A., you've got lows in the 50s, which is still 15 degrees below normal. But the snow that hits some of those areas is not is not going to hang around. But you had places where there was enough because you also got some uh, wind and rain and stuff. What do you have? You get downed power lines, right? And just remarkable, again, to to see that. Just a weird break in in the weather right uh there i mean and then of course it's like i said rain so in ventura county seven inches of rain so you get flash floods you get cars that are stranded on on the roads on uh saturday and this is the other side of it so while some are you know excited about the snow then you get the other side of it where you get the uh the rain and we know what that can lead to with mudslides and uh, whatnot. So interesting. Uh, perfect for the cell phone, though, right? To get snap those photos, boom, send them to wherever you're sending them, and then everybody else can see what it's like to see that snow in Cali. All right, Jason says, Hi, Kate. I am messing around with some of this new AI, you know, the chat stuff, and I... Um, have to say that you have to have patience but when you're formulating ideas some of this actually helps you jump into sort of a new zone it's just kind of like your own brainstorming partner you just have to be careful you're not plagiarizing when you're pulling from different sources 
but I don't know that you know some of the AI that everybody's talking about is is going to be. It's just, I think it's going to be useful some of it if it's if it's done in the right way, but I don't know that um, it's going to take over what normally people would do. I mean, all you know, there's so much concern about chat gpt and what what that's going to do and what's that going to do for um, medical care and what's it going to do for just information in um in general but um i like the brainstorming aspect i guess and I, i i can see how it would be worrisome for others when that could end up being the direction that we all get sent into. And then what happens if you're, especially on the medical side, if you're a patient and then you have to deal with that whole interfacing thing. Um, I don't know that open AI's chat GPT would be, unless it's totally streamlined would make us all feel that comfortable. (laughs) So it's like the yin and yang. And you just said it. That in one sense, you like it because you're trying to formulate what people are doing blogs. If they have to write blogs or they have to get information for work or do research, it's, it, there are some incredibly helpful tools for that. Um, but then the other side is the, it's, you know, it's a language processing tool. That's what it is. So what will it do for, what will it do for uh, medical providers? Because you threw that in there. That's what a lot of that's what a lot of the conversation is about that all of a sudden you'd get more data than than a like googling or some search engine and you would have the conditions and treatments in in a language you could understand better right but um and maybe that would help with paperwork so that could be helpful but then in another side of it is what if you have um you know inaccurate or things that are misleading i mean the digital assistance hopefully that's what it provides that it breaks things down so they're more accurate but not misleading that's the other part of it so will will this technology really be appropriate or used correctly for medicine? I think you have to have a human side of this. And I don't know about all of you, but uh, I know that um, luckily, knock on this microphone, I'm pretty healthy. But when I've had to book doctors, you know, I've had I've had to book a doctor's appointment or whatever. You know, the the uh, the idea that you would just go boom call get the get the lowdown. Here's what's going on. Boom. Okay. Forget that now. Half the time, you're sent to some portal where you're filling out information, and sometimes a portal doesn't get it right. And sometimes this happened to me, which I'm good with technology, where something on their end screws up, and then the appointment gets screwed up, and already they're backed up. So there's things I don't like. There's things I don't like about it for medicine, um, any, any of those kinds of even appointments that we're talking about, Right. But I think, like it or not, technology is coming. And that chat GPT is definitely one of them. I mean, they've got already 1 million users or so. And Microsoft and Google are going to have AI programs similar to chat GPT in their search engines. So more people are going to use that. And is it going to be a good resource? 
Um, it still goes again. It still goes to the information, right? And 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 so there you go. And with education, I said this. There's going to be schools, I think, that will ban some AI tools because they're going to be afraid that students could could possibly plagiarize because of how they can put things together, copy paste, pull information so fast if they input what they need correctly. You know, you put in a series of words, the model predicts which words come next, and then there you go. And if you have writer's block, that can be useful, but then you think of medical information. All right, going down a rabbit hole, so let's bounce back on that. All right, so this one is from Max, and Max says, oh, I feel for the people in Ohio in that small town dealing with that train derailment. First of all, it shouldn't have happened, but you can't put the genie back in the bottle now that it's out. But if I had a family near there, I would uh, desperately want to move them someplace else because of what they're saying, the, the, what they're breathing, people complaining about the headaches and all kinds of other things. That's not good to me when it's three weeks after this, that how quickly do they get this thing cleaned up? And again, this is an accident where there should have been safety precautions in place that it shouldn't have, that that shouldn't have happened in, in the first place. But um, I'd be worried with kids. I'd be worried to have my family in that area. I've seen that crash from different angles, and it was nasty, and it definitely leaked all kinds of chemicals. And I think you said it, Kate, on your show, you know, you don't think about it until it's right in your backyard, right? You ooh and ah and say, ah, dang, those people, it's, it's awful. But it's still not in your area. But then when it happens to you and you're not expecting it and suddenly you're foisted into the middle of it, those people have to speak up. So good for them for complaining and leaning on Norfolk Southern because they should. Yep, I agree with you. If you just sit in the cheap seats and don't voice your opinion, how much gets done? Nothing. All right, this one is from Alexa. And Alexa says... Kate, I am watching the uh, whole thing about Jimmy Carter and hospice, and I think it's I think it's good in this in the sense that there's conversations about hospice because there are so many people that don't really understand the role of hospice, the comfort that it can give people at the end of life and end of life care. And uh, how humane it is and how wonderful it is for so many families. So I'm somebody who works in in the business, and I'm glad that there's more conversations about that. Yeah, it has kicked open the door for that. I mean, look, he's 98, and he didn't want any more medical care, so he's spending his remaining time at home with his family. I mean, hospice care is a popular option for patients who meet the kind of criteria you would have to meet. I mean, the goal is to help people die pain-free, surrounded by family and friends, and with dignity, and I think that they're showing that. All right, email me 24-7, kate at katedelaneyradio.com. My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our super tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original pure Pau Diarco super tea at www. 
www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original Pure Pau Diarco and drink Super Tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G them.com. Closing it out with what I call UBIs, ubiquitous pieces of ubiquitous bits of information to be specific. Uh, Kind of a did you know segment, but did you know is so overdone. So I wanted to claim a different title and I like the acronym UBI. And we got a bunch of them for you. So Jeremy Paulson, our Cracker Jack technical advisor for this show is jumping on with us hey jeremy hello so you know what they are it's like you said it's 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 little pieces of information that you find out about and you go ah okay so that's what that means i get it i just googled fun facts i don't know (laughs) 
I love the honesty. I love it. All right, so I'm going to start. I'm going to give one that uh, my neighbor insisted on telling me about. And, of course, I, I told him I know what it means. I know what it means. But he wanted to tell me his version of it anyway. And so he wanted to tell me about green thumb. What does a green thumb mean? What, what does that mean when somebody has a green thumb? And here's the thing. Green thumb, of course, deals with gardening. And, and it means that when you look at when your thumb turns green. I mean, that's the whole idea that you're, you're, you have a natural talent for growing plants. That was what the Brits used to call it, green fingers. And green thumb became that thing. But what it really is, is that you were digging around and your thumb from not having gloves on, etc., became green. And so then it became this crazy thing that it's, I mean, really it's the algae that grows on the outside of pots and it stains your thumb if you handle enough pots. So if you're working with them, that's, that's a green thumb. But did it originate in England with King Edward I? He liked green peas. He kept a half a dozen serfs shelling them during the season so their thumbs turned green. So it is interesting to look at what is the fact of a green thumb. I like the idea. It just comes from handling the earth. That's green, the algae. So your thumb Mm -hmm. turned green, and then people want to say you have a green thumb. And they meant it. To be, to be flattering in current times that you're great at gardening, that you're great at growing roses or flowers or whatever. So the mystery of this one, the origin of this one, factually wise, as a UBI, it's up in the air as to who's right about this. But it's, it's to denote a talent or ability to grow plants, period. Whether whether it was the king who came up with it because his serfs were shelling things for him or it was people touching plants enough and the algae, we, we get what a green thumb is. I feel like people wear gloves. <laughs> yeah, now wear a glove so you can't. So you can say you have a green thumb, but that but the green thumb really means that. It just means that's right. You're successful with flowers, so we just now have taken it over as the green thumb. All right, what do you have for us? And, and you have a lot more information in your facts than I do. Mine are very okay. simple. Yeah, you don't. Have, you you can make them simple. What do you have? Tell me. <laughs> what is the shortest sentence in the English language? What is it? I am. <laughs> All right, I like that. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I am. All right, I got another one for you. How about this one? Uh, you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps. There's a good mm. UBI. Mm-hmm. So if you count how many times a cricket chirps in 15 seconds, then add 37, you'll get a number that's close to the current temperature in degrees Fahrenheit-wise. I have a temperature one, too, so that's cool. Okay, what's your temperature one? Uh, Do you know hot water will freeze faster than cold water? Will freeze it? No. Yeah. How about that? I didn't know that, too. I was like, really? I guess. That's, I like that. That's good. Um, How about this one? (laughs) This is a good one. Ladybugs defend themselves by bleeding from their knees. When they're threatened, they release a foul-smelling chemical from their knees, and it repulses predators. 
it's a the substance is a mix of alkaloids and it can ooze from their abdomens that's that's a fun fact as you say uh, a ubi from the san diego zoo and i have two animal ones too okay uh did you know animals that lay eggs do not have belly buttons wow really yeah yeah i didn't know that and uh the ostrich eye is bigger than its brain <laughs> it's bigger than its brain yeah. that kind of the ostrich eye think about their eyes they do have big eyes they, have big eyes. <laughs> they do have big eyes wow i have an ostrich egg it is the coolest thing and they're hard-shelled, right? These ostrich eggs. And um, so they lay big eggs, by the way, which has nothing to do with what you said. But the small brain. Wow. Wow. All right. Here's a, um, here's a good, good one. Did you know that bamboo is the fastest-growing plant on the planet? Mm. It's capable of shooting up 35 inches every day. Oh, that can be terrible if you have bamboo in your yard, by the way. I feel like we would build more stuff out of bamboo then. Well, there are things that it's good for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If well, it grows so it. fast, why wouldn't you build more things out of it? Because then it keeps on growing and growing and growing and growing. It is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for us? I got one last one that I oh, have. Ah, let's hear it. Uh, what was the very first televised toy? Um, I don't know. It was Mr. Potato Head. Ooh. The very first televised toy. I had a Mr. Potato Head. Did you? No, I didn't. I did. I had that and a Slinky. I loved my Slinky. I had G.I. Joe's and... Uh, Ninja Turtles and X-Men was my favorite thing when I was a kid. Oh, I had G.I. Joe's. I had a G.I. Joe. And I had, what else did you say you had? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and X-Men. And X-Men. Oh, that's good. Turtles. All right, how about this? Uh, Did you know that bubble wrap was originally supposed to be wallpaper? Yeah. That's horrible. It it is horrible, because would you want that wallpaper? (laughs) Well, once it's popped, it doesn't look that (laughs) It doesn't look... Come over and pop my wall. (laughs) Bubble wrap was invented in 1957 by a couple of engineers, and they sealed two shower curtains together by using air bubbles, which they were trying to sell as wallpaper. They realized it wasn't good for that, so then they realized it could be great for protection and packaging, and they actually founded Sealed Air Corporation in 1960, and how about that? And it, and it was massive. It just took off, and it, it was, uh, they sold their product to IBM because they had computers, and it was, that was their first big client, and of course, bubble wrap still exists today. You get bubble wrap in lots of packages that you get. That that makes me think of speckle like i never understood the point of it it's just a texture that they spray on the ceiling (laughs) right Uh, again a perfect ubi ubiquitous bit of information do we need to know this all right here's a really good one for you did you know that it takes two days for a human to discharge a lego through their body 
It kind of makes sense. <laughs> kind of makes sense, but I hope that you know a lot of people aren't out there swallowing them. But think kids could <laughs> yeah. swallow them, right? That's the problem. So that it takes about um, almost two days to pass a Lego through the body, and this came out through a study that was published in the Journal of Pediatrics and and Child Health. They had six volunteers. This is how they figured this out. They had six volunteers that decided to find out by ingesting a Lego figurine head, which is a piece that's much rounder and supposedly easier on the digestive system than a rectangular one, and that's how long it took for them to pass through the human body. Can you imagine being in that room? Oh, I volunteer. I volunteer. Please, please, me. Call on me. Yeah, give me a... I want to eat a Lego. That Wait sounds... three days before you go in. <laughs> <laughs> right, it sounds really good. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. You're welcome. We're that much smarter because of those UBIs. Remember to credit us if you do some water cool talk somewhere, some of that virtual stuff, and you impress people with your knowledge, <laughs> or UBIs anyway. Thanks for listening to this hour of the show. Remember to make it count, everybody. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com.